You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey there, guys. It's time for Slopes Cast. I feel like I should add a number at the end of that, like what number we're at, but who knows? We've been doing it for over a year now, and this is maybe the fourth or fifth. There's a number for you. It's the fourth or fifth time we've got a special guest in, and today's special guest is the awesome Lewis, aka Sega Driven. How you doing, buddy? Uh, yeah, very well. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much for having us yeah, on. It's been absolutely lovely catching up. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as for all of those people that were listening in live, got to hear it in the uh, DVD extras section, as we like to call it. Um, it's been a while. It's been a been yeah. a hot, long minute, as we say. We we all actually met for the first time at the same place at EGX, um, and yes. several years later, two maybe three years later, here we are recording a podcast <laughs> at about damn time too. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, obviously, Sega driven. Uh, before we get into it, where can people find you? And t- tell us what you're about first. Tell us what you're about for those people out yeah. there that may so, not know. Um, yeah, um, so SegaDriven.com is the site. Um, been running it since December 2008. Very much uh, Sega news page, but at the same time, there's articles and features. And my ma- my main thing is trying to catalog as much sort of merchandise and hardware and things. Uh, so it's a nice little information database as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is an accompanying YouTube channel which started in 2012, and yeah, probably a couple of videos a week at the moment. Um, very much just me reviewing old games that I like or you know find interesting. And oh, yes. um, yeah, it's um, it's been a lot of fun. It keeps me sane. That's my thing I do in my spare time, basically, to keep me going. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, it's been it's been good good fun. Um, met lots of good good people through it, and um, long may it continue. That's why I wanted. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, um, I I really personally like Sega Driven. Like long before I met Lewis, um, like bear in mind we've only met once. I've yeah. been using it as a bit of a resource. Um, as as Lewis mentioned, he has been chronicling a lot of merchandise, and at one point I had the foolhardy task of uh, collecting everything to do with Sonic the Hedgehog and his mug on it. And uh, yeah. first of all, Sega Driven kind of like checked my. Uh, my enthusiasm ever so slightly because it showed me that that there's an impossible and daunting task but also for the stuff i did want um it helped me uh it helped me get a steer um so yeah definitely good to know definitely check it out um guys if Hmm. you can because it's a great as i say great resource for anything sega related uh particularly if you like the merchandise and obsolete media which i know we're both a fan of so yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, my, my big thing at the moment is um, home video releases. If I can find any Sega-related VHS or DVD, or whatever, just something interesting is always... Yeah, just the thing. Hang on, you know, oh, I've got he, a Sega VHS right here, but I'll get, I'll get oh, okay. one that you probably know quite well. Just get oh, it down. On. Is this a... Uh, 
a relatively rare one or anything worthwhile on there? I, I can't see a buddy. So, um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's a cool spot. Oh, oh, I no, I don't own that. But, surf um, video, cool spot. Surf preview, video. That, um, Grizzly's got there. That's that is a childhood fave. That is um, Dame. Yeah. I I remember this vividly. Um, like my, mine, I, was... I lost I lost the sleeve of mine a long long time ago. But it's I've I've put stickers and labels all over my copy as a kid. <laughs> the thing is about it, right? It's such an a such a silly little thing. Um, mm. just like a free magazine uh, VHS for the people listening at home. That's what I just held up. Um, it's from the Mean Machines um, <laughs> Sega magazine, and um. All it really is is just footage of video games, like proto YouTube right here, um, and it's got like previews of World of Illusion, Batman Returns, yep. which oddly had no music playing yeah, in the background. Yeah. That That's early development. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so. Um, and games like Aquatic Games, and you know what's really odd? I believe just looking at this, I own every single game on this VHS as a result <laughs> of this yeah, VHS. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh, there's awesome. there's some stinkers on that as well, which I bought just because they were on that tape. Yeah, uh, Green totally. Dog one. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's yeah, big nostalgia for that one. Absolutely. I I I have a low key love for Green Dog. It's, it's, <laughs> it's right there next to Sonic R. It's it's a fascinating thing. I mean, like um, Dan's video on it is incredible. Like uh, what, a, <laughs> what an awesome little history history video. Such a strange story, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. You know what? I reached out. Um, is it Mike Davies? I'm really going to sort apologies if I got that wrong. I think Mike Davies potentially I spoke to about yeah. that. Um, regardless, um, he, he was very blunt with me. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. And really? then I, you know, I probed a little bit. I was just like, oh, okay. You know, I wasn't going to be not because I, I think it was just yeah. He, he was expecting someone else to come along and just rip into Green Dog. I mean, it yeah. deserves to be um, reviewed badly because it's a bad game. But, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a history to it. And that's the thing Absolutely. that I was interested in. And by explaining Absolutely. that to him, he was a bit more excited, he was a bit more interested. And yeah. he, um, yeah, he did open up a little bit and gave me a little bit of knowledge. And I remember um, uh, speaking to Larry about it after. He's like, where did you find this information out? Because it was actually his whole segment in his uh, fact hunt book. And it was only like, what, six really? months later, I'd done a whole video on it. And he was like, where did you find this information? Because I found, <laughs> I realized whilst researching where he had got his information from and then where, where I'd got my information from. And, um, so it was it was quite exciting to hear from him, and unfortunately now, I mean, obviously, you know, I talk about in the video the man that Green Dog is actually based on died uh, yeah. at quite a young age, and then also this person I was emailing, he is now dead as well. Um, oh, what a tragedy! That's all. It is, it is, it is yeah. a massive tragedy. Um, uh, obviously, that's the worst part of this story. But on the uh, on, on uh, the historic video game section of it, you know, if you don't ask these questions, you don't look into the history of these things; Absolutely. they will be gone forever. Yeah, um, that those stories are gone forever. So yeah, I find that you know, even though that was an incredibly underperforming video, I mean, obviously it was. It was the history of Green Dog, you know. <laughs> um, I still found it like a fascinating and really worthwhile story to tell. Um, so yeah, and that's, yeah. that's archived now for the ages. So you know, excellent work as far well as I'm concerned. Thank you very much. Thank you, no thank worries. you, thank you. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's an exciting one. But yes, that is who Sega Driven is. Uh, go and check him out on all of the different places go to google search that name and you'll find his website you'll go and go to youtube you find his youtube account and he's a uh, very prominent on twitter and probably other places too um but yeah that's not uh that, that, that you know who i am you now know who sega driven is and we've also got grizzly cryden how you doing mate yeah i'm just kind of here aren't i uh for those interested i have stuck with 
the vape i am still not smoking so we're mm-hmm. at a week past now so i uh, just want to keep everyone in the loop make sure that you're a uh, kind of uh, like a uh, you know yeah keeping tabs on me because i expect everyone to be really really nasty if i accidentally pick up a cigarette and it will be an accident because i'm refusing them wholeheartedly but of course mm-hmm. don't give him any tabs Def, definitely not no tabs <laughs> but yeah other than that really good guys uh really exciting stuff coming up at the end of this week and i hope to share that with you next week um in terms of uh you know baby watch and what have you Ooh. so uh, we're doing this thing called a 4d scan um oh I don't know really if... we looked into that we didn't do it that's that's a, that's a pricey uh, thing to do yeah uh, it's worth it like yeah just just thinking back to past i i'm glad i did it and uh i definitely want to do it again yeah um because you know definitely. it's no i am not minting it as an nft mike <laughs> <laughs> actually maybe it's got to be maybe the maybe ultimate sellout move isn't it <laughs> oh, <laughs> <man>. your 4D. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm surprised nobody's thought of that before. oh guaranteed that's a thing guaranteed someone's yeah. done that guaranteed I'm i i'm doing it now are you going to buy one of those funky 3D holograph- holographic frames? You can put it in. I think someone in my uh, uh, Discord bought one of them like, within the last week. That'd be no, I, was, I, was, I was thinking, if anything, uh, making it lenticular so I can do the animation <laughs> thing. Just glue it onto a cereal box. Like those old PG Tips uh, fridge magnets that you used to get. Yes, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, deep yes. Cuts, deep cuts today. <laughs> Extremely well, that's what he's going to be talking about at the end of the uh, week. And before we get into the topics, what I just will yeah. say right now off the bat is the topic we're going to be discussing at the end of this particular podcast is the thing that you, uh, uh, early on in the week, Grizzly goes, Dan, we need to talk about the Chippendale movie on the podcast oh, and he, in a very, very excited voice. So what I will say before people are worried about spoilers and all that sort of stuff, we have discussed this. We're making sure it's the last topic we talk about. We'll give yep. a very quick spoiler-free review, and then we're going to go, right, guys, the floodgates open. It's spoiler-heavy from here on out. So you're going to be able to listen to the entire rest of the podcast, but we will give you guys a warning as to when we go heavy with the spoilers. If you have not seen it, you absolutely must watch that film before listening to what we say about it or what anyone says about it yeah there's there's more than one oh my god moment in that film probably every 10 seconds something like that happens and um yeah, yeah it's um it, it's something you should, you need to watch before we get into it um uh, yeah, so, so yeah we'll, 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 we'll we spoiler free and then we'll go spoiler heavy yeah yeah for sure we we, we don't want to ruin it for anyone because there is actually a hell of a lot of fun um yeah but yeah we'll, we'll we'll go into like impressions after that i know lewis has some differing opinions but that's why that's why he's here <laughs> Absolutely. well you don't know my opinions yet i feel like potentially then me and lewis may be in a similar boat we'll see we'll see we'll okay. see okay. right yeah. let's uh let's get into this shall we uh grizzly tell us about the uh, six topics of conversation for today all right. So the, this week, we're going to be talking about the Shenmue 2 prototype, uh, w- which has been found and uh, hide a very, very clever and cool secret, i.e. a playable Yu Suzuki. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Pac-Man meeting Doom in a 42nd anniversary tribute mod, uh, which looks really cool. We're going to talk about Zelda Choose Your Own Adventure book, which has been discovered in Japan and been shared for the whole world to see and probably going to be kiboshed by Nintendo in five <laughs> minutes. 
then we're going to talk about theme park and the world of Pico 8, which I've only just been ingratiated in. Um, yeah, I'll tell same. you what, it looks, it, it's amazing. Um, it, it sort of is amazing. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk Skyhawk, the arcade game from Nintendo that has been lost to the ages, but now been discovered uh, in its original 70, uh, 16 millimeter film variety. And then lastly, of course, what Dan was saying, uh, we're going to be talking about the latest Chip and well, that Chip and Dale movie that everyone has uh, been surprised by. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. stay tuned. Absolutely. Right, guys. So get straight into the first topic then. Yu Suzuki in Shenmue 2. This is a, a more recently discovered uh, uh, prototype of the game that's come out. And uh, with a little bit of mucking around, you can essentially get to play <laughs> instead of the main character. You can now play as Yu Suzuki, the guy who created uh, the game. Well, the guy that envisioned the game, yeah, at least. Main director. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're going to be playing through the game like this, Sega Driven? Oh, I, I'm definitely going to give this a go. Um, I, well, I, yeah, I, yeah um, I love whenever there's any really cool sort of like prototypes getting dumped and, and archived. I think that's a, just wonderful work by the community to to keep these things. It's just interesting to see how a game you know develops and how it how it evolves over the course of the of the development period, and especially with stuff mm. like this. Which this 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 release comes from sort of April 2001. And so it's quite far along, and yet there's still lots and lots of stuff missing and lots of artwork that's been changed. One of the thought, things I found found really fascinating was the fact that Joy's motorcycle is actually uh, branded in the prototype. So it's a Honda, um, and that obviously gets changed just to be some generic thing in the, in the, in the final release. Um, it's a licensing there. thing. Yeah, again, similar, similar, similar thing to. I think the original Japanese release of the first Shenmue has like Coca-Cola cans and the vending machines, which get changed out for the international version. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just, I love bits and pieces like that. Lots of characters, different clothing yeah. on. Um, I, yeah, I think it is a really fascinating little thing to to discover. But yeah, um, it's a strange one because you can basically explore the entire game, but it's missing a quite a considerable amount of NPCs. Um, so it feels a little empty, um, obviously at this point. But yeah, the big thing mm -hmm. they they discovered within the code's data is this Yu Suzuki's face has been modelled. So they've released another version of the prototype where you can basically play as Yu Suzuki in the in the role of Ryo Azuki in the game. Um, so it's my understanding that it was a bit of a, like a joke thing, wasn't it, by the development yeah, team? Yeah, yeah. I think it was basically they modelled him just as you know they were mucking around, bit of an Easter egg. It's, it's the 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 files are in the in the code, but it's not active as such, which is why they've release this up uh, separate build where you can actually play as him just as a bit of fun uh it's it's one of the more interesting things i think that's come out of the community for a while and it's 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 fun as well that like someone can discover something like this and get it dumped and it's it's available for everybody and then instantly mod in data that that wasn't available to access like instantly and it's like well here you go here's another build where you can play the character i think that's fantastic remarkably am i, am I mistaken in saying looking at this like the the, the actual cutscenes we're watching here live yeah. he looks a little bit podgier yeah i'm I'm wondering if that's uh just an aspect ratio thing or not or if it is a it might be a case of um the 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 face of the character doesn't map quite correctly to the to the to the head uh, so it just right. makes it look a little bit blown out maybe I just, um belly i know what you mean well. yeah it's a yeah, Yu Suzuki's face just it, on this model, it makes him look far more serious and far more, 
you know, like <laughs> deliberate in everything. Oh. And that is def that's definite podge. I mean that that t shirt is tapering over a belly for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Added that in? Yeah, I'm not too sure if they've changed the model as such to to do that. Um because that seems like a bit of an effort, you know. <laughs> but I totally. it's been forever since I've played Shenmue. I might need to play through them again. Oh, I, this is, I have a lot of love for the first two games. I think they're fantastic. This is the kind of thing that they should have put in the uh, the 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 HD remaster as a joke. Like, yeah, yeah. You complete the that games hundred percent. You get to play as Yu Suzuki. That would have been cool. But, but again, they I, might I, probably I not have had access to a build like this. Um, so I guess. That that sort of those that those those files and that data was just not available to them to do those sort of things. Yeah, um, quite possibly. Yeah, oh, it's, it's interesting. Cool. It's interesting. Did you play through the remasters? I did. Um, I think they're fantastic ports. It's a, the only thing I'd say about them is that's a bit strange. Is um, they they decide to go full widescreen with the cutscenes, and it reveals a lot of like issues because they were normally hidden behind a four three aspect ratio. Like characters yeah, sure. will run from one side of the screen to the other and then freeze in shot. Because normally they'd be hidden behind the black of the aspect. Yeah, right? yeah, of course. <laughs> so it was a bit of a, a bit of a strange choice for them to make the the cutscenes widescreen when you know you could have easily quite hidden it just up behind the four three and not and no, none everybody would have been none the wiser. Um, yeah. But I think the 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 load times on them are just phenomenally better. It's easily the best yeah. way to play the games just because of the loading. Um, mm -hmm. Because oh, I suppose if, for people if, like us, it's quite exciting to see those little extra bits. But um, yeah, it, yeah. it does it take is, you out of the gameplay, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit revealing as to how they develop the thing. But um, yeah, I think just like I say, just having that really snappy loading just makes it a lot more approachable for for new people to get into the franchise. Mm -hmm. And um, oh God, if you've got any familiarity with playing the game on the Dreamcast and hearing the thing churn away, <laughs> it's trying to desperately yeah, yeah, load yeah. in characters and things. So it's yeah, it's. It's an infinitely better way of playing it. But um, yeah, I, I would highly recommend. And it's one of those things that's like regularly discounted now, honestly. Stick it in a watch list, stick it in a, a want list or whatever if you've got Steam or... Um, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, 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 it's always worth having in there because it, it just seems to go on sale so frequently. So and, well worth And the third out. game? The third game, I am still working my way through. <laughs> um, I, I have kind of refused to play that despite backing it on Kickstarter. I got such a bad yeah, taste same. in my mouth after all that. Yeah, it's a, it's a real shame um, because mm. they have patched it recently so that the stamina gauge doesn't run out so fast because that's the big thing they changed from the original game. There's a stamina gauge, which makes it a little bit more RPG-esque. Um, you have to worry about your, you know, eating food and keeping your stamina up throughout the day, which I think kind of betrays what Shenmue's about a little bit. Um, yeah. The game is about exploration and discovering stuff. It's not about, you know... <laughs> It's not about RPG leveling up and grinding for, for for better skills and stuff. It's it's more of an adventure. It's more of a discovery game. Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, I I I wasn't as big a fan of that. Lean into more heavy RPG elements. So that like, it was so exciting. Like that that year that the um that Shemu was announced, oh, Shemu Three right. was announced. That was like the best E3 they've ever done. Mm. Um, just, the amount of things they kept happening. dropping. Yeah. No, and when. I was like, no, yeah, what's yeah. happening? I was like, it's going to be a documentary or something. You know, like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what? Shemmy free? I know, but the thing crazy. is, I don't know if we're ever going to get that again because if mm. they do Shemmy four, like, it'll be like, oh, that's quite exciting. But even then, it's not going to be the, it's not going to end the story, is it? Yeah. It's supposed to be like 13 isn't chapters, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, they split those chapters into 
several chunks like, into one yeah, game. So I think it's only going to be five games. Yeah. Right. Um, four or five games. But um, it's, it's hard for a newcomer. I mean, I'm not a newcomer, but I can imagine it's hard for a newcomer to ever want to play this. Because it's going to be like watching a TV show where you're never going to know what, how it ends. Yeah. Because speaking, well, speaking of TV shows as well, obviously, I was really hoping that that anime would be its kind of the thing that would fill in the gaps, essentially, and just be the one. It's like, all right, look, maybe if we don't get games four and five, at least there's the story has been captured and it's available to watch in, in, in one format. Um, I really enjoyed that series, actually. I thought it was quite an accurate take on the first two games. But again, it's it's just the first two games. It, yeah. When are we gonna When are we gonna see this franchise complete? And I'm 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 no offense to you, Suzuki, but he's not getting any younger. <laughs> um, no, yeah. it's worrying. I I, I, we, I I think it's a game series we'll never see the end of. Mm, yeah, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately. But hey, we can get to play as him now in those first <laughs> two games. Oh no, just the second game. Just, just the, the second, second game. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And uh, you can actually download the builds of those, and I, I believe play them on a Dreamcast if you can yeah, get it can. all working correctly. Um, yep. Um, I I'm not too sure if they've um, made the discs, put the discs in a format where you can burn them onto a, D, uh, a, a CD. But um, that's normally the case with a lot of uh, prototype dumps mm-hmm. is that they're available in a, what they call a CDI format, which you can just turn to a CDR and run, you know, on an unmodded Dreamcast because there's no copy protection on those systems. Um, no, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely um, not. If you've got an emulator, something like Redream, that will uh, do a great job of it as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, well worth checking out if you have any intrigue into how games are developed. And yeah, I, I just I find prototypes absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I um, do. I do. Uh, I'm looking here in the chat. Bad Nick Mechanic, another great channel. We've had him on in the past. Uh, the third game, I think, burnt too many bridges. Um, yeah, yeah. probably not wrong, yeah. mate. Mm. Um, so, I don't think it was really the follow-up that people <laughs> needed uh, or, or wanted for so long either. It, it, there wasn't a lot of story continuation in that game. I mean, it definitely did continue, but not like yeah. the jumps that 1 and 2 did. I mean, 1 was obviously you know the, the, the origin story, the original what happened. And 2 did progress that quite a lot, but 3, not a lot happened storyline-wise. Um Stuff did happen, but it was more just you going around exploring and just ever so slightly moving up a chapter where yeah. I felt like there was a lot going on in one and two. Yeah, um, yeah, and with this long, like I felt like number three should have been almost the amount that one and two put together, you know, because we'd waited so long and probably not going to ever see four or five. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think the real letdown with that one as well is that, you know, I think a lot of people thought three would be finally we're getting the end of the story and yeah, yeah you know. it didn't happen so, <laughs> i remember yeah. saying that in my video like uh yeah. talking about it uh this is exciting but it's not the end <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so yeah but hey like i say you can play as you suzuki uh because he is still a legend and Absolutely. Um, a, oh, a yeah. massive massive legend uh, we we would all like to see him continue on with this story but there is also talks of him wanting to do a new outrun and stuff like that and hey if i'm going to be honest i'd much rather that Oh yeah, yes. it, it, it won't. It won't take six years to make that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it might take them six years to get the, the license back from Ferrari. But <laughs> and uh, I think it'd be. A, I think he could potentially get away with another very successful Kickstarter if he did an outrun. Not that yeah, I can I, imagine I, that happening, but I don't know um, if he's if he promises it to come out on Steam and then chooses uh, and gets like sucked in by Epic Game Store again. Then I think there might be words. That is the. Uh, <laughs> That is the one that that's the that's the thing that it really hurt everyone, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, you, you're, you're talking about releasing the sequel to Shenmue, a game that nobody thought they'd ever see. It was <laughs> such a revelation. It's up. It was up there with Half Life Three, right? Because yeah. it's just the the kind of thing that you, everyone's waiting for. 
but you know it just probably was never going to happen it was yeah, phantom yeah. wear then they announce it and they do all of this thing about goodwill kickstarter and all of that and then they do the epic game store deal which people go oh yeah that's annoying um you, i i pre-ordered i thought i pre-ordered this on steam bunny ears yeah. because you never pre-order anything on kickstarter and yeah, then yeah. they turn around and say that oh yeah by the way you backed early thanks for that you're not getting all of the content <laughs> you know with deep silver have done a publishing deal with us so we have to give them exclusive content and you as a backer who made this thing exist do not get it and that's yeah. the reason my copy's still sealed yeah yeah no it's it's a bit of a i mean the the other the other thing as well as there's like I, I don't i don't know how many there are there is but i there is an inordinate amount of collector's editions of shenmue 3 from different publishers yeah what what's going on here, lads? <laughs> yeah, just, I just, like when uh, Streets of Rage came out, Streets of Rage four or yeah. five, like, oh my god, I'm finally going to get that again yeah. and again and again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give yeah, me the Kickstarter tier that lets me upgrade to the thing that I really, really want, and that's one of those yeah. collectors editions. But no, yeah. yeah, there we go. Well, look, let's move on from yeah. Shemu. Um, you Suzuki, just just get making more games, please. Whether it's Shemu four or uh outrun or anything like that come on sort it out sort it out but uh Absolutely. hey until then we get to play it play as him uh in chemi that's a thing yeah we also get to play uh pac-man doom styly this is one that oh, you yeah. found wasn't it grizzly i believe yeah this is this looks like a lot of fun to be fair i'll be giving yeah. this one a go but yeah it's just like uh not much to this one uh it's no. just a bunch of modders coming together <laughs> wanting to celebrate the 42nd anniversary of pac-man which is probably the bigger news here yep. um because pac-man yeah, it's a doing... really random year to uh <laughs> yeah yeah but our, our boy is uh he's, he's getting on a bit now and uh you know he's 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 appearing in Fortnite. he's got this pac-man mod he's doing quite well for himself in his old age you know fair play to him um so you should i mean it, it a pretty hardcore legendary character absolutely You're right it's 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 kind of sad to see the legendary character that is pac-man having to live in Fortnite to be able to get any kudos with the kids these days but you yeah. know um at the same time you know he's, he's still getting the love especially with these mods um it looks great uh that's, yeah, that's fun. very little else to say about it but yeah definitely one to give a go yeah it I, looks I like watched... that um sorry go on, go on, you go ahead Oh, no worries. Um, yeah, I watched um, some gameplay footage of this, and I thought it was a really interesting sort of setup to the mazes in that um, as you collect the pellets, um, certain totals allow you to activate certain switches, and the way to complete the stages is to get all four switches um, activated, and that sort of stops the ghosts from attacking you. The ghosts are made... Uh, they, they resemble the sort of pinky demons, uh, but in different colors. Right. Um, but all while this is happening, you are being attacked from very, by various, you know, demons and monsters and stuff from around the stage and you can obviously use <laughs> the usual doom arsenal to, to fight back and things it's just it's a really nice fusion of both to be honest it's quite a a, a, a well done little thing i know it's yeah, not it uh, is. the most original thing in the world like pac-man mods for, for for doom have been around for god knows how long but i thought this was a little bit more interesting in that that switch mechanic of having to get a certain amount of pellets before you can activate each switch it just adds a little little wrinkle to it which i think was quite a nice little touch Absolutely. Yeah, I like I like how there's like yeah, there's there's different levels to each of the stages as you get 
yeah. as you get further along. So, do so you can get up and collect more pellets. I, know, I just love clever stuff like this, and the modern community for Doom is just—it's never it's going away, is it? Oh, it's just the creativity from the Doom community is insane. Like, yeah, some of the stuff I've seen recently. Um, I mean, one of my favorite Doom mods from recent. Have you seen Thatcher's tech base? No. No? Oh, it is uh yeah you go to hell to to take down thatcher <laughs> it is ridiculous but it is ri- super fun really really well made uh huge huge like one stage um wad but like um the actual size of the stage is incredible but like again extremely british uh oh my god fun. i just saw something that's gonna make me that that makes me smile a lot okay it's the mr x like thing with thatcher yeah, we were, just talk- we were talking about <laughs> like, something similar we're earlier. Now. What we're, we're looking <laughs> yeah. at here, guys, is uh, yeah, the, the, the intro to Streets of Rage 2 of the hands coming over yeah. over the city, uh, <laughs> but instead of Mr. X's face, it's Thatcher <laughs> as the loading for this, yeah. Really and then obviously, you had that famous Golden Axe one that happened not too far, not, not mm. too long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really cool. I love that it's a zombie Margaret Thatcher as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And you fight as, uh, I think she's the cyber demon, <laughs> but like obviously <laughs> wanted to look like Thatcher in the, in the game. Insanity. It is crazy. Absolutely really, insanity. Really, really fun. And I'll tell you the one, go on, the, go one on. that get, the one that gets me as well. I know it's not Doom, but that Duke Nukem, Duke Smoochum uh, thing. Oh, yeah. Just that's looks still amazing. The there's there's more and more. Out. Yeah, yeah. It, more and more footage coming out. I love the fact that you can like throw a milkshake over Farage and all of that. <laughs> oh, beautiful. That's a wonderful yeah. encapsulation of just like strange British news as of recent years. Um, it is yeah, really looking forward to that coming out, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, who's Thatcher? Oh, Margaret Thatcher. Yes, Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> moving on then, we'll carry on. Uh, let's, let's go into uh, chat about a little bit of Zelda. Um, yes, because as of recent, well, go on, you go ahead, Grizzly. Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of things I really, really love about like the '90s. Uh, one of which is Zelda. The other, two, uh, the other of which is choose your own adventure books. Like, oh yeah, here, here's a couple now. Uh, I've I've collected uh, a few. Oh, of the these. Sonic ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I had that one. That one, <laughs> the, the, the purpley one. Yeah, the uh, Zone Rangers. Yeah, Rangers, I need to get wow. the full set of those. To be fair, oh, definitely That's get it done. Yeah, so I I really like those. Uh, I love the fighting fantasy books, which are very yep. similar. You've got the nightmare, uh, choose your own adventure. It's it's just a relic of the past. Uh, the choose your own adventure things, basically yeah. like proto dungeons and dragons, although a bit more prescribed. Anyway, um, I really like them because it's a clever way to engage with video game uh, with your favorite licenses without mm. it being a game or a movie or a book or anything like that. It's kind of a book you get to play. Um, so in Japan, they had a series of Legend of Zelda uh, choose your own adventures, and they have become in- increasingly rare mm. over the years. And what we have here is a full lovingly uh, scanned uh, like copy of one of the last known zelda choose your own adventure uh with like very high resolution artwork so this is official artwork from the era uh, done in a very anime style um and you just don't get to see stuff like this this is like lost media of the Big era time. Yeah. so Big i time. just love stuff like this it I kind mean, it's of reminds me unplayable unless you can read japanese <laughs> yeah. yeah it kind of reminds you me of that, um, strategy guide yeah 
Yeah, no, Sorry. totally. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about that Super Mario strategy guide. It's on the same level as this, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, well, it's still worth having a look at, though. It's all um, been uploaded to the archive.org. Uh, and yep. uh, as always, links are in the, the description or the show notes, depending on where you're watching or listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's worth that. looking at just for, for, for the imagery. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredibly well, uh, well, well drawn and really, really nice. I'm expecting yeah. someone to go through all of this and colorize the artwork. Yeah. I can see this becoming a. This is the kind of stuff you would see in like those old Zelda coloring books. They'd reuse the art um, yeah. in some form, but they never did with stuff like this. And it's a shame because there's some good stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. I find them, yeah. I, I definitely mm. coloured in the pages of my Sonic Adventure books as a kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined them, but never mind, eh? Devalued. <laughs> or, or, you know, or, or gained in value, depending on who you ask, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a shame it's officially coloured in by Sega Driven himself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, the, the art from this is lovely. It's very sort of that manga sort of style. Um, it's, yeah, gorgeous line art. Um I'm I'm really impressed by this. I'm I'm glad this has been archived because, again, like you guys, I I'm I I love me a game book. Oh. Um, I actually um I don't have it to hand, but um I have one of the fighting fantasy covers, uh, an actual print like a and signed by the artist, um, the Freedom Fighter one or the, the I'm trying to remember the Highway one. Uh, oh, okay. With red with a big red car on the front. They, it got reused for the cover of Nitro on the Amiga as well, which is how I'm more familiar with it. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, it's it's the same piece of artwork, but um, yeah, found that in a Forbidden Planet a while back, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna give that a, a, a buy because I'm I'm never gonna see that again. Um, but yeah, no, lots of lots of love for the old Choose Your Own Adventure stuff, especially those Sonic ones in particular. That's again, oh for sure, yeah. for sure. So I've I've got this. The funny enough, you say about signed prints. I've actually got a signed print of the artwork for Zone Rangers. Oh um, yeah, because it's a Greg Martin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Duncan no, Goodrich. Duncan Dun- Goodrich, absolutely. Yes, I've got yeah, some yeah. Uh, framed artwork from him up here as well. Yeah, yeah Duncan yeah, yeah. Goodrich. He's a he's a lovely bloke. I've met, met him in quite a few conventions. What a, so he, he draws sexy Disney princesses as well. Well, so I've been told. Um, <laughs> hey, look, it's always good to have a side gig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to um, Rich from uh, PL and uh, a PlayStation Country. Uh, he's the editor of the guy. Uh, he's the editor of the site I write for on the side, PlayStation Country. Um, thanks very much for getting those for my birthday. I've got the 1993 calendar artwork and Zone Rangers. Thanks to him, oh, both of which were birthday presents. So very nice of him. Indeed. Um, uh, but w- what I really liked on this Zelda thing was the um, was the scorecard. So I think you, you you showed it a little while back. But in the Choose Your Own Adventure books, you would have like a section which the reader is supposed to fill them out. Um, yeah, you put your stamina down and things like that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So in this book, it's all written in, uh, which mm. is kind of nice. It's all Sonic's vital statistics. Oh, I remember yes, that I meaning remember. something else in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you got lives left rings collected sonic stuff what has he picked up over the thing you could get six warriors uh copy key uh coolness level five of course <laughs> you know i don't i, th- I think that's, that's so the cool. max for sure yeah but yeah st- stuff like that i i just absolutely love to see and you can see that this one on the zelda book has been written in um and been rubbed out <laughs> oh, oh really? Yeah. Oh right. The little, little touch. The little touch is there. Yeah. Uh, 
not used, loved. <laughs> exactly. There it is. There it is. Now, as we move on uh, uh, to the next topic, before we explain what this port is all about, which yes. I'm going to actually play live. Why not? Let's do that thing. Oh, mate. Why don't you explain to us what the hell a Pico 8 is? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, so the Pico 8 is a is it's essentially a fantasy system. So it is not a real thing you can't get it on actual hardware or anything like that it's it's made you know within the confines of a pc setting um but it's it's specifically restricted so that you can only use a, a certain resolution quite low certain amount of colors it all the all the sound and audio is is very sort of you know chip tune sounding um it's very much kind of trying to emulate what a game boy color can do but you know with different restrictions essentially and if you Buy into Pico 8, you can get the development software and you can make your own homebrew games. Uh, they're shared on a website called Lexalawful. Um, and um, if you do have a handheld device like an Anbernic, uh, you can stream through the stuff from the Lexalawful um, forums onto like a Pico 8 app on the Anbernic handheld. So you can play these or play these things on real hand hardware as well. But it's main, you can play in browser, um, which I'm sure um, Dan's doing now on, on, on stream. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, it, it's so yeah, it's it's basically a sort of homebrew platform for people to make games. Probably the most famous game developed with Pico Eight is the original version of Celeste, um, which is also playable within you know the the full the full release that came out on Switch and PC and all that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really fun little thing to explore. I've got a handheld called a Pocket Chip, which um, allows me to to stream this stuff through from the Lexalawful. Um, thing and I checked that maybe once a week or so just to see what's going on. And I saw this wow. theme park dedication. Theme. Yeah, and it's a uh, it's just a fantastic little thing. I, I had a lot of fun with it. It's it, it works surprisingly similar to the actual game. Like um, yeah, you, you set down your parts and put all your rides and shops out and stuff, and, and your guests come in and you earn money and you unlock more rides to build. It's uh, it's very much yeah. The... So for people listening, what I'm actually doing here is playing a port of um, uh, theme park for that imaginative Pico yeah. 8 system, which is absurd. I didn't know the system existed. I know it kind of isn't a system, but at the same time, yeah. kind of is. Um, and uh, I'm playing a game on it. This is the first game I've ever played on the Pico 8. Oh, there's, there's some <laughs> fantastic demake work on this system. If you ever want to explore the games, that someone did an amazing demake of Virtual Racing. There's a Doom uh, demake on there, uh, Wolfenstein one as well. Um, there's some there's some cool little Sonic fan games. There's there's one in particular, a Sonic fan game, which only plays in a 16 by 16 pixel resolution. It's tiny, <laughs> yet somehow it works. It's it's bonkers. Um, yeah, some real wow. creativity on the old um, Pico Eight. Like uh, well worth checking out. But I thought this was just a really fascinating little development. It, it, it's like how how well can you encapsulate the core essence of theme park, but like running on something that's like a game boy color <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's so cool crazy. yeah like i remember playing like theme park on the mega drive i know dan remembers playing yeah. theme park on the mega drive my where... only original game left <laughs> really <laughs> really it's yeah. half a game you could say um <laughs> but yeah like this like instantly recognizable even though it's in this like heavily devolved version yeah. i mean this technically counts as a demake um, which we talk about a lot on the slope. Like yeah. Uh in this case, it's actually like 
cleverly fully playable you know it's yeah. just incredible you can't you can't go quite down to the nitty-gritty like you can't sort of like change the prices of the the food or the salt level in the in the chips and things like it's you can't <laughs> change the ticket prices on the gate and stuff it's, it's very much the the core mechanics of building and setting out your structure of your park and earning money um but like to, to get that even that working in such a limited resource is it really impressive i thought this was a fascinating little development yeah it's beautiful really really nice so like the, the the one thing that really blew me away about the whole pico 8 situation as lewis mm. lewis was explaining this all to me yesterday um i really need to get into like looking into all of these things it's that the games are distributed uh, by png file yeah. they're 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 their cartridge images to .png files, and all the data is saved in the .png. Well, and then, like an actual PNG, like a picture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you go and search the carts on the actual Lexaloffel boards, they'll 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 display as little um, cartridges, and then you click into them, and that's how that is the data is stored on the PNG file. <laughs> it's a uh, quite a mad little setup. That's mental. Crazy. I just want to have a look. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you go on the main Lexalopal page, you'll see an example of some of the cartridges on the main screen. I'll, I'll have a little look at it afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's, it's incredible. Mm. Absolutely incredible. But no, there you go, guys. I just built a theme park. It's not hard. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I reckon it'll actually be quite hard to lose at this game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, this is the thing. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, it's not as feature-rich, but for honestly, for a little time waster and just uh, a, a great encapsulation of what theme park is about, I think that's... Uh, a wonderful little thing. I've had a lot of fun with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've just got the log flume. Hey, there he goes. <laughs> uh, carry on the podcast without me, guys. I've got to get the log. <laughs> We've lost him now. There we go. Oh, man, I, I love Theme Park. It was a huge part of my uh, Oh, childhood. I mean, those Bullfrog games, the the, the Theme Hospital as well, just oh, just wonderful stuff, man. Got a roller coaster. Back yeah, when yeah. more than you was worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It's, it's so cool. It's just like... Very cool. oh, somebody, somebody going to all of this effort to cre- recreate a classic in this this style. But what gets me is that it's fully playable. You know, yep. they they don't announce anything until the game is ready, and everyone gets surprised up front. Yep. And all of the games are free. You know, yeah. I I really want a piece of hardware dedicated to the Pico A. I want it to not be a, f- a fantasy console. I want it to be a real console. No, I, I know the feeling. That's why I bought that pocket chip because that was the closest thing at the time um unfortunately they're not readily available anymore but like i say those those anvenic handhelds they they definitely can do pico 8 stuff so it, it'll be worth looking into one of those if you just want a dedicated device for it weird little thing it's really cool mm. really really cool right okay so there you go i've just built a theme park i think i've bought every single thing you can buy uh and i i was struggling to spend the money quick enough <laughs> so uh, <laughs> there, there you go. go there you go not my not my best uh work uh setting up this <laughs> this place all the shops next to each other Silly me, silly me. Toilets next to the salt, uh, next to the chips. No, no, no. That's not how you play theme park. Um, <laughs> not enough now, salt. Sorry? Not enough salt. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to put the salt up. And uh, what, what was it? You put the salt up on the chips. Uh, you don't put the toilets next to any, anywhere where there's food. Um, <laughs> you put the... Oh, that's it. No, you put the drinks... The drink stand next to the, uh, the the chip stand, and then put the salt up on the chip stand so people buy a drink straight away afterwards. Amazing, amazing. On money, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, it's, nothing, it's it's not a successful theme park if you haven't given them sodium poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. 
Well, there we go. Um, so, yeah. Want to go play an absurdly basic version of Theme Park for a system that doesn't exist? Now you can. There we go. And yeah. uh, a game that almost didn't exist. Well, it definitely did. But uh, we finally get to see footage of it, at least. This is uh, kind of like... Was it the the early gunfight games for the uh, for the um, Wild uh, Gunman? Uh, Nintendo the Wild Gunman. That's the word I was going for. Yeah, Wild Gunman. So this is a new game. Well, not a new game. A newly discovered game called Skyhawk. And we finally get to see footage of it. Um, it's essentially just one where you, know, you have to shoot the the, the 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 chopper at the exact right time, and it would make a little explosion come up on the screen. But we yep. finally get to see what it looked like. And this is classic Nintendo. Like we're mm-hmm. only just seeing what it looked like. It's I love. I love this stuff, like uh, electromechanical arcade games, proper fascinating to me. I did mm-hmm. a little video a while back on the Sega ones, um, just, just just to see if I could find, you know, a decent amount of footage of different bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And just the creativity that's like around to make these things work in like a completely, you know, with 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 proper physical components and things. It's it's not you know using any sort of computer element um so yeah i just think they're really fascinating and it's it's a sort it's a thing that's just completely lost the time you can't really archive them unless you make sort of like digital recreations of them um Mm -hmm. and that's that's a big effort for for something that's so simplistic um so yeah i just i I find this stuff really really fascinating i love that this has been discovered and archived in oh majorly it's it's uh FMV games, Sega CD FMV games, but in back in 1976, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, in the arcade. Yeah. Um, yeah. All it is for people that are listening in rather than watching, uh, what we're doing is we're watching one screen where a, a, a plane flies across the screen and you have to shoot at the exact right time or whereabouts the plane is on the screen and it would just quickly change over to another screen uh, of an explosion, basically. Yeah. Um, it's no more than that. But remember, this is 1970s arcade games. Uh, yeah. You know, that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, this is pre-Space Invaders. You know, like we haven't we haven't quite had the the video arcade boom just yet. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I just it's super. Like, just it's really interesting how within the limitations you can make something like this work. And it's I yeah all right all right yeah it's a little bit substandard by nowadays. <laughs> like, it's not going to hold your attention for too long, but um i just well i don't know for people like us it probably would we'd be well, well fascinated on this bad boy it's, it's, it's a perfect transition period from the elemecha days which are like the electromechanical yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh machines you know things like you know your sega's periscopes and stuff yeah, like yeah. that where it, it, it's physical things happening it's not on a screen yeah. mm-hmm. um this is on a screen, but you're still using Elemecha parts, uh, yep. electromechanical parts, uh, and, and you can see that this is the perfect transition period moving into, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, more substandard, obvious arcade games. Yep. So yeah, it's, uh, it's it's exciting, and 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 you know, I've, I've got I've got above me this Sega video driver, which is kind of you know oh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. using the same type of idea yeah. you know it's 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 a it's, it's a cool little uh, history piece especially mm. for nintendo yeah no absolutely no i just yeah again excellent work getting this archived um just oh uh, yeah <laughs> i'd love i'd love someone to do like a proper sort of like coffee table book or something like that that like talks about like a, a publisher's electromechanical history because like mm-hmm. i think that would be a really nice way to sort of like archive those things and like explain yeah. how the you know they worked but not obviously go the full whack and have to like redevelop them or make the digital version or something like that i know there are a few electromechanical games that have been archived digitally because i know periscope in particular 
is in one of the um Sega Ages PS2 games um as a it little is. bonus. Yeah. Um but yeah, it does so that that's a fun little bonus, but I don't see anybody going the full hog and going like Let's develop loads and loads of electromechanical games and, and and do a little digital roulette collection. I'd love that. I I think that's yeah. a fascinating thing to have. But I think something like a coffee table book would be a lovely little thing, like Nintendo's electromechanical arcade history and like yeah, nice, it'd be really really nice. nice. I mean, like you say, you've got Wild Gunman as well. That stuff, yeah, the most yeah, popular one. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it's it's really really cool. And I tell you what, people like you know like. It, it's fascinating to see how you know it took well over a year and everything else to create games like um even like you know like the original pac-man yeah. uh when you really look at that you know the basis of it into the eventual re- rebranding of it and everything else to, to what we know as pac-man nowadays and obviously that's an achievement and a half yeah um when you look at the board it is literally just circuitry um but yeah. then you go back and you look up something like the f1 arcade unit um created by i'm gonna get this wrong aren't i uh Cap- capcom it's Capcom. It might be Namco, actually. Sorry, I always get. I always, for some reason, I always get Namco and Capcom mixed up whenever I'm thinking back in my history. Uh, it's it's Namco. Um, you, you go back and look at F1 Namco. It was rebranded as an Atari product in in the West. And right. you look at the amount of mechanical stuff going on behind the scenes with the oh. with a simple racing game. Yeah. It's absolutely bonkers. And to get your head around how whoever thought that up to be able to get all the right projections in the right area, it's it's absolutely nuts. Mechanical. You know, they, they've sort of fallen by the wayside these days. Yeah, I suppose the closest thing we have nowadays is obviously pinball is kind of the, the last bastion of electromechanical. Yeah, all those 2P um, coin pushers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 God. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I'd love one. I, I think I, I, I spent, whenever I go to an arcade back in the day, I used to spend more time on those machines than I did on any arcade. Oh, like, don't be wrong, I still played in arcade games. but Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there is something yeah, about it, isn't there? It was like gambling, but okay. You know, <laughs> it's just like you're never going to win anything more than the drinks money, you know. Uh, yeah. But it's like, yeah, if you're lucky, you might get the money back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fascinating stuff. It's absolutely fascinating stuff. I'm just finding footage of the actual what's going on with this Formula One machine. If you haven't seen this before, uh, obviously, people that are watching uh, are going to be able to get a lot better experience in this part than uh, people this... that are listening in. So when me and Lewis were talking about electromechanical arcades yesterday, we were talking about this game. Uh, This is the one that they had in Dawn of the Dead, if you remember rightly. Um, Yes. Yeah. So the I think uh, the guys were in the arcade and they were playing this one, and the uh, the guy who was like bitten by a zombie and was slowly turning, he was playing this and he keeps crashing and what have you. And uh, how cool is that? uh, That circuitry. It is bonkers, isn't it? But just the build of it is so like meticulous. Yeah, yeah. So what we're looking at for people again that aren't listening, uh, are listening in rather than watching, it's kind of like a massive plate uh, of clear plastic that's been drawn on, like a proper uh, um, uh, uh, racetrack, or all the way around this one plate. It just constantly goes round and round. They spin it whilst the cam, whilst their projection light is pushing against it one side so what you see through the screen is just that one part that's projected yeah. uh, and every time you crash it, it another light f- shoots up another projection of an explosion over the top it, it's absolutely bonkers yeah um, it makes you wonder how they could even like conjure that yeah, yeah exactly creativity involved is bonkers isn't it yeah i love that mm. it's, it's 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 so stunning and uh yeah that's why i'm a lot of the time, because, you know, arcade games get found quite a lot. I know there was a, a, a new port of a Marble Madness 2 game that got put out on, on Steam. Uh, oh, no, sorry, on yeah, MAME. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
and you know all these things are really exciting and cool but when i see footage of, of long forgotten elemechas yeah. like uh, what we're seeing here with uh, nintendo it's a nintendo game this yeah is. yeah you don't nintendo at all as being an elemecha company at all yeah it, it's just so exciting for me mm. it really is almost more so than you know something like marble madness 2 not to take away anything from that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's still very very cool it's exciting stuff very nice but yeah there we go nintendo skyhawk i said probably a bit more excited about that than i should be but hey <laughs> speaking excited. of speaking of things that were more excited about them we probably should have been <laughs> yeah our final topic of the week i don't really know what i was yeah. with that jingle but <laughs> right so yeah, so uh i this is the spoiler free yeah. part before we yeah. get into the spoilers so we're now going to do our little spoiler free part of the review of our um uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie that recently went up on Disney Plus. Uh, I've seen yeah. this twice. Uh, okay. Enjoyed it thoroughly both times. But um, uh, where, where do we go from here? Like, <laughs> we, we, we try and talk about this in a non-spoiler fashion. Yeah. So let, let me preface this by saying I am fully responsible for making two people watch this movie immediately because <laughs> um, I, I I saw that it was out. Um, I yeah. saw a few things on Twitter. Chances are people have seen a few things on Twitter about a certain recent uh, video uh, video game movie star appearing in this film. Um, yep. And uh, after watching it and just being absolutely dumbfounded by what I just saw, I said, right, okay. I knew Lewis was going to be on the show as of last Tuesday. Yep. Um, but I said, Lewis you're going to have to watch the film. And he was like, oh, do I have to? Um, <laughs> because the, let's just, let's just face it. The, the, on the face of it, the 2d animation looks a bit jarring. It's certainly not Roger rabbit levels of quality here. No. Um, but then I think I'm hoping that he was pleasantly surprised. And I, I certainly was because I was not expecting uh, the level of the deep cuts and the level of love that went into this film, which a film that I never thought would ever exist. <laughs> it's like such a cynical, cynical thing. It's absolutely yeah. bonkers. So uh, what we are talking about here, this isn't a spoiler, but is the sheer amount of cameos that you yeah. see in this movie. We're not going to say who they are because that is really the, I think the, the, the driving force for this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it's not a Rescue Rangers movie, really. It has yeah. the cast of Rescue Rangers in it, but for a few minutes altogether throughout the entire movie. So if you expect them to go off and to go and do in a big adventure, which technically does happen, but it only really happens with Chip and Dale. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the rest of the gang are hardly in the movie. You'll see yeah. when you watch it, it explains why that happens. There's a good reason for that. But um, yeah, it's not a Rescue Rangers movie. It's a, uh, the, what I look, I, I see this movie more of like the, the, the excitement I get from watching a spoof, uh, like a spoof flick, like a, you know, scary movie or something like that. Like, I enjoy yeah. those films. They're fun. But the most exciting things about those is, oh my God, look, they're ripping off War of the Worlds. And oh my God, look, they're ripping off The Exorcist. And look, there's Freddy Krueger and all these other things, you know. Um, you know, don't be a, don't be a menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood and stuff like that. Like all these little cameos from all of the films in, within that genre. Yeah, that's what this sort of thing is. But it's just so hardcore on cameos to the point where yeah. it's got way more cameos in it than Roger Rabbit. Everyone's making that comparison. Yeah. Um, there's more going on in this movie with cameos than uh, than Roger Rabbit has. Um, it's uh, potentially got more than Ready Player One, maybe. Uh, 
I don't know. Maybe it's up there. I'm not sure. There's there's a lot, yeah. but what what you said about the 2D animation could not agree more. You can see this in the trailers. This isn't a spoiler. They've decided to go for a cell shaded look for the 2D characters. Uh, yeah. but only some of the, some of them do look too hand drawn still. I didn't yeah. know yeah. Them were still hand drawn. So I was, I was quite surprising that they didn't do that of everyone. Regardless, um, I did not like the cell shaded look. I mean, it looks fine. It looks good, yeah. but. In the film, you even see clips from the cartoon, from the original Chip and Jail's yeah. Rescue Rangers, reminding you that this is what they should look like, and they mm. don't. And it does take me out of the movie. Unfortunately, it does. Um, yeah. That aside, it was still brilliantly fun. It was so much fun. Um, but as a hardcore Disney fan, hardcore Disney fan, it was mm. painful to see what has happened to some of my beloved Disney uh, <laughs> cameos. Yeah. So, so just before we go in, uh, well, before we go to spoilers and just on that note, yeah. um, I've got to say that the main premise, like I think people overlook this part, but the main premise of the whole film and there's little flashes of it in the trailer, in my opinion for, for this kind of film, it was genius. It was. Um, I we'll, was we'll, we'll, from ear to ear when it when we'll, it was. I was like, wow, how are they do, how are they getting away with that? Yeah, it's like I think it's the only time that it's ever been referenced by Disney, like the the practice of illegal yeah, we'll, versions. We'll say, we'll say yeah. yeah. Um, it, well, before we get in, before we yeah. get in, because we're getting really very close to, to spoiler really territory hard to now. now. Before we do yeah. that, did you just want to say what your opinion was? Your review was say driven before we get into spoiler territory. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I was, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was terrible. I was very right. much uh, down the line. Um, I couldn't quite figure out who it's for because, <laughs> as you said, it, it it's not really a Rescue Rangers film. <laughs> like, if you were coming into this thinking, okay, we're going to get a new adventure with the Rescue Rangers gang, that's not really what you're getting here, unfortunately. So I thought, okay, well, all right, maybe they're trying to introduce a new generation to the characters. Um, and they're kind of doing that, but at the same time, it still relies on you knowing an awful lot about Rescue Rangers. So I still couldn't quite suss out who it's for. Um, I, I, it definitely comes across to me more like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit sequel than it does a Rescue Rangers film. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I was watching it just like, I really can't quite vibe with this, unfortunately. I just, I, I, if if I go into a film called Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I kind of wanted to see a new story within <laughs> yeah. the universe of Rescue Rangers, and this dis doesn't really give me that. Um, it's it's very much more of a comedic, like the characters exist in our world take on on the Rescue Rangers. The, the Chippendale are supposed to be the act are actors that play chippendale in the original series yeah, yeah, yeah. Exist outside of that i don't think that's a spoiler that's pretty much heavily hinted in the in the trailers and um sure sure but yeah it's, it's very much more of a comedic base for this yeah. like it was directed by akiva schaefer who's obviously one of the lonely island and obviously uh dale himself is, is voiced by andy sandberg as well another member of the lonely Island. Uh, yeah, I, I love their humor i think their yeah, humor. Yeah. No, lonely island stuff is is, is brilliant i, I mean I, I, their humor it's the it's the same team behind Hot Rod, which is one of my favourite comedies of recent years. Like Hot Rod is fantastic, um, but yeah, I just for whatever reason this just didn't quite like click with me, and I felt like an awful lot of the humour in particular is a lot of like they say they're going to do they say they don't want to do certain things because it's cliche, and then no, they the, do it. Yeah, the joke is that they do it anyway, and I'm just like I don't know if that's really a joke, lads. Well, that 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 part that you're talking about. Let's yeah. move into spoiler territory now. 
guys, okay. this is your warning. Do yeah, stop yeah. listening if you don't want us to talk about it. Mm. And we're going to do start talking to spoilers. You have uh, don't listen seriously. This is your last chance. You need to watch this film. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> right. That part you're talking about the wrapping. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah. fucking crying with that. <laughs> yeah. Someone that um like thought I was a little Eminem when I was a kid, like yeah. <laughs> trying to rap and then having that one word stuck in your head. <laughs> I am, hey, yo, my name's Dale. I don't eat whale. Why would I eat whale? And it's just like on loop. It's really hard to think of other words when you say whale. And it's just like that was the whole rap. But I was like, I was proper, proper love. That was one of my highlight points. To the point where I was like, that was a really funny way of doing that. Uh, yeah. And I do know what they're talking about because in Sonic 2, the hardest part of that movie to watch, spoiler alert, Sonic 2, if you haven't watched it, yeah. that scene where he does that little dance off in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the fact that he jumps in the air and pulls the Sonic Adventure pose for like a split second, like I was like, this is this is like painful to watch. <laughs> yeah, I. So just this is cutaway. Uh, like all modern animation films, why is it that you think dancing is so funny? <laughs> uh, well, this is this yeah. is more of a DreamWorks problem for yeah, sure. Okay. But well, it started it, with Shrek, and I feel like yeah. Shrek can get away with it because it was the originator. Mm, yeah, it's allowed. But, um, you know, like I, I almost want to, uh, when I watch Shrek, I almost look forward to the, when I saw her face at the end. But yeah. I don't want to see that now at the end of every bloody, and I, I, to be fair, they've, they, they've really cut that down in recent years. But there was a time when yeah. they all had to end in a fucking Bee Gees number. Or it's like, get lost. Why have we got this in our animated movie? Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a few moments in this, though, where that, that, that was the gag quite a few times. Like, there was another bit at the end where they would like, um, and now we cut to the end credits where there's a version of the theme song that nobody really likes, but they but do it in a serious style. And yeah. Like, uh, I'm just like, it's, it, it's not, I don't find it funny, unfortunately, when it's like you, 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 you build up the gag to be like, okay, we can't do that because it's too cliche and then just do it anyway. I just, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that, that self-aware, that reminds me, un unfortunately, of Duke Nukem Forever, which does that an awful lot and it doesn't land at all <laughs> for me. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's yeah you can't you can't take the mick unfortunately if you're just going to continue to do the thing that you're taking the mick out of it. Sure, yeah, sure. it's, it's like yeah. they're saying it's okay if we do it because we're being meta. Yeah, it's it, that that doesn't land for me unfortunately. Yeah, see, I feel like yeah. this is a film where they did pull off the majority of meta jokes. Okay, okay, you know what I mean. But um, I, no, I understand. I do understand. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I've heard other people but say. I'm, the same I'm, thing. I'm not gonna say anybody can't enjoy this and i'm glad that a lot of people are because i think you know it's it's lovely to see a film like this take on so many different franchises and not force it in your face like ready player one was just like why why should i care about the fact that you're playing adventure on the atari 2600 find to find the easter egg and that's a major plot point yeah it's so forced it's so like oh please my nostalgia is important please share that with me so whereas this is very much like Okay, there is some peripheral nostalgia happening at any given point. There's so many references, so many characters at any given point, but it doesn't like uh, it doesn't take away from the main story that they're trying to tell. Is basically what's happening here. Yeah. So mm. the the way I look at this one is, yeah, there's definitely member berries things going on here. Mm. So Ready yeah. Player One was really really awful in the sense that <clears throat> yes, it did have other properties you had like overwatch and a few video game characters and what have yeah. you the ones that warner brothers were allowed to use yeah uh, i think space jam is probably the best thing space mm. jam 2 
was a really good example of Warner Brothers turning around and saying, look what we have. We have all of these characters. They belong to us. Look yeah. at what we have to offer you. Look at all of these things you remember, all of these things you're nostalgic for. Yeah. Whereas with Chip and Dale, they've kind of gone way beyond that. They've, they've said, right, yeah, Disney. So you've got Star Wars references. You've got Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast. But then they throw in curveballs. They've got... They've got Beavis and Butthead, yep. you know, running for governor. They've got Ren and Stimpy references. They've that got the, um, the change up, isn't it? When they were getting yeah. changed. Getting They've got, legs, yeah. yeah, yeah. The obvious one, Ugly Sonic, the, yep. the, the really bad, like, Sonic model. They've got I Jimmy don't know Neutron. how that happened. I really, that, that is so bizarre. They got That's like, so bizarre. That is Ooh. like very so recent as well. To be to to they to be developing this film, which probably must have been happening way prior to the announcement of the Sonic movie. Yeah. And then to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna take that and and have that as a plot point in our film. And it's quite a major character as well. Yeah, he's um, not a passing character. You know, uh uh the dad from South Park is a passing yeah, character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Scrooge McDuck is a passing character. Uh, mm. I notice people like Obelix from Asterix and Obelix. And I'm like, what? Randy not... from South Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, these are all passing characters, but Ugly Sonic was <laughs> a major yeah. character in this film, and I, 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 I love it because it's just it's 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 hardcore meme worthy. Yeah, but um, yeah, like a lot of people are talking about Space Jam too, and I'll tell you the difference between this and Space Jam. I didn't really mind Space Jam too. Everyone hated it. I was like, I thought it was fine. Um. I watched it with my kids. My kids enjoyed it. But what I do remember about watching Space Jam 2 was I could almost just ignore the fact that they were playing uh, basketball um, because I was just staring at the crowd like, oh, my God, look, there's the penguin from Batman. Oh, oh my God, look, that's, you know, there's the Clockwork Orange characters and stuff like that. And I was just staring, trying to look at what was going on. And it was taking me out of the story. Um, not that it had the greatest story in the world, but at least with this... I was fully absorbed with the story and I thought the story was fucking funny as like the whole bootleg yeah. thing. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's genius, right? Because I don't think Disney have ever officially acknowledged that actually happens. I know. Yeah. They, they just, it's and it's then a bit they of a go and make... era now, I suppose, isn't it? Because like, you know, DVDs aren't really a big selling point these days uh, compared yeah. to what they were 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, every single film that comes out, uh, not not just Disney, there'll be like Transformer knockoffs and everything yeah, else, yeah, all in this world. And it's just like, and the fact that they're acknowledging it, I think it's quite hilarious. Mm. Um, but yeah, with this, like the storyline was so good. The fact that the cameos come along just kept picking me up and buzzing me, buzzing me out a little bit. But um, there were some bonkers ones. I mean, like the, the, the one I, I was just like, that's such a bizarre thing to reference. It's when they're in the convention center, they go past a I am eight bit stand, and they're selling like yeah. copies of like Goose untitled game, Goose yeah. game and things and i'm just like i didn't see okay. that yeah that's just that's that's a real publisher those are real games i'm just like okay they've they've definitely done a very accurate job of of like you know representing a convention center i thought that was fantastic but like yeah just the sheer detail is just bonkers and people have said as well like especially with ugly sonic they don't actually credit sega at any at any point in the credits like there's no licensing going on there it I does do make me think like, that there's a bit of they didn't know what was going on. They, they, the director of the Sonic movie did not know that this was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I don't know if it's because like they're protected under parody law or something like that. But like, there's so many franchises in this one. I'm just like, have they really paid for all of this, or is it just a case of 
Disney too big to fail sort of thing. It's like if they if someone yeah if someone tries to sue them, it's like oh yeah there you go there's your money clear off sort of thing you know. Um, it is, I, 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 yeah. I believe that's the case with Batman at least. I right, don't think okay. they've got the rights for Batman. I mean, I don't know. This is very much me guessing. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of things that are blurred out in the background, but you can kind of make it out. There's like Dobby from um, uh, Harry Potter. Dressed in like Gucci clothes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the background. You can work out it's him, but at the same time, oh, maybe it's not. Yeah, and yeah. I suppose if he was, it, it's, who is it? It's Warner Brothers, isn't it? Um, yes, it is, yeah. Potter, like, yeah. Can, have you really got much of a leg to stand on? That blurry figure in the background—that's Dobby from uh, from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. But again, but, uh, get, it might be protected under parody, which I yeah, know potentially. Is, but that's yeah. the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's the thing, right? So I I get that, right? But Disney and DreamWorks have been at loggerheads for like ever since mm. that that happened. But they they call out Shrek by name. They yeah, melt yeah. his face on on the footage, <laughs> and yeah. then they have this moment, which is on the screen right now, of, of Seth Rogen's all of Seth Rogen's voice voice casts in animation all together, half of which were DreamWorks properties, yeah. and they were like properly rendered up. Mm. It's just ah, it's mind blowing. Mind blowing. I believe that there, there, there must be something there with with uh, DreamWorks. I don't exactly know what the relationship is between Disney and DreamWorks, but at like D23 and stuff that they do, like the big Disney conferences, they show up the years upcoming uh, or the couple of years upcoming animated movies. And they do show DreamWorks movies in the slates. So they must have some kind of relationship there with DreamWorks, mm. um, potentially. Um, yeah. uh, so let me, let, this is where I get nerdy now. I, I, I don't get really nerdy. When, when, when comic book fans get angry that, you know, well, that isn't the right way that <laughs> Spider-Man or a villain yeah. or blah, blah, blah. I'm always like, oh, chill out, chill out. It's <laughs> fine. But I get like that with Disney. I am yep. such a hardcore fan of Disney. Um, when me and my wife go to, uh, and the kids, obviously, <laughs> we yep. invite them along to, to <laughs> Disneyland and Disney World. Um, I remember we went with uh, my, um, my mum's partner and, um, mm. We all started queuing up, and he's like, "Why are we queuing up? Well, we're going to go meet Aladdin over there, Aladdin and Princess Jasmine." Yeah, and he's like, "So we're queuing up to meet that person over there in the costume." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I went, "It's Aladdin." He goes, "But it's not Aladdin. You know, it's not Aladdin." I went, "Yes, it is." You know, like <laughs> I, I absorb myself into the real world. Like I'm about to go and meet Aladdin. I'm about to go and meet, and, and then a lot of people just can't click to that. And I, you know, there's nothing against them. It's just the way the way I've been brought up and the way I'm, I, I wire my my mind. Um, so but it's I've infectious say, though when you're in Disneyland, isn't it? Like you, oh, you yeah, get yeah, yeah. you get so swept up in it. Like I, I've only been a couple of times. Um, I went in 2009 when we were in Tokyo, and I like I, 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 my my group of friends were all planning to go sort of thing and i was a bit like i don't know if i want to go to disneyland I'm, I, th I think i'm a bit too old for that sort of thing right. um, and then last last minute i was just like oh i'll, I'll go otherwise otherwise i feel like i've missed out right had the best time honestly I mean, just I, I, yeah. there's, just there's no so there's no good. kidding me I, you know like I, i'm never too old for any of that sort of stuff yeah, i love you, it you, i love it you you get so swept up in the just uh you you kind of forget how like impactful disney is and i've watched so much disney as a kid and stuff and just just being in amongst it and things and it's like yeah i, I totally get it like it is very easy to get swept up in in the in the hype and just it is a wonderful place to visit if you've never been like oh just yeah um but yeah but, it's uh yeah go but, on. What, what i'm <laughs> saying is so it's sometimes disney do things that as a hardcore Disney fan that messes with the story and it, ooh, that, that angers me. Yeah. 
Right. Okay. Prime example is um, spoiler alert for Maleficent. If you haven't ever seen Maleficent, but obviously the story of Sleeping Beauty, which is obviously you know Maleficent, uh, the prince comes in and kisses the, uh, the 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 girl, and she wakes up from her eternal sleep. It's like one of the most like hardcore uh, fantasy stories of all time. Yeah, Maleficent. They change it. The guy kisses her. Nothing happens. He walks off. Then Maleficent walks in. The evil, most evil woman in the, you know, villain in all of Disney. She comes in and kisses. And oh my god, all along it was actually her that gave the kiss. I'm like, no, 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 no. What have you just done to the one of the most important stories yeah. of all time? You've just ruined that. You know, like little things like that. And um, I've got to turn my mind off that this is a Disney movie. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. they kind of <laughs> fucks up Peter Pan <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. <laughs> he was br- he was brilliant though. Oh, he the, was he was, lo- but it was oh, it was hard. Yeah, I, I've seen some criticism of that, and as well, like um, the thing with, with Peter Pan in particular, the thing that I didn't quite get was like, isn't the idea of the tunes that they're kind of like stuck in time, right? Like nobody else, nobody other characters in this film have aged if they're. Yeah, tune. there's a lot of there's a lot of broken plot points like this. Like for yeah, instance, yeah. the Chip and they they finally got their big break and done Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and instantly my mind was like, but what happened to all of the Chip and Dale cartoons from like that came for years and years, 20, 30 years before that? Yeah. You know, the, 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 uh, you know, cartoons with them and Goofy and stuff like you just got to turn yeah. your mind off a yeah. little bit. That you know, technically in this world they didn't exist potentially. I don't know, but yeah, um, yeah no, I know what you mean. But I, I've I've got to give credit to one of my favourite lines, and I'll never forget it. It's just <laughs> so so good. There's a, there's that moment where like Peter Pan is chasing Chip and Dale through the convention centre, mm. and he he runs into one of the Lost Boys. The Lost Boy turns around and says, "Oh man, Peter, you you got old." And he just responds with, <laughs> "Death comes for us all, kid." And I'm like, "What the hell?" it's just amazing how did stuff they like, get how stuff did... like that i enjoyed because it's like it, it, again it reminded me of who framed roger rabbit where it's like that kind of it's ever so slightly adult but it's obviously riffing on a lot of like you know yeah about them though is i watched peter pan um sorry uh roger rabbit yesterday with my son who'd never mm. seen it yeah. Um, Roger Rabbit, I think, holds up and it's gonna hold up longer than this. Like, oh, Roger yeah. Rabbit still looks sublime. I think, unfortunately, yeah. with the animation style of this and the, the, the weird choices they did with, like, you know, characters like Peter Pan and stuff like that, takes this away from being classic into just that fun, funny film that you know if it's on, you'll watch it. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, like, like, like uh, as a prime example, like, what they did with these characters that that that's just those characters now that work within this film the chippendale film you know that that that, that that's that they're not going to work without outside of this now that they've they've destroyed peter pan now completely no no so, no, no, no so that so, that's just peter pan for this film it's it's really interesting you say that because D- disney is one of the most um most vigilant uh, like owners of like character things you know whenever you read about like their involvement with marvel uh in the early stages and when they turned everything around and went you know iron man and what have you where they turned around and said no iron man has to look like the comic book character so does four and all of that they they mandated that yeah so to see them being playing so fast and loose with classic characters and allowing yeah. them to say things like death comes for us all kid <laughs> it's so mind blowing south park creators like the disney license they yeah go on, make a film yeah yeah they they've just they they've allowed like flounder to you know 
be bootlegged, you know, on was, screen, yeah, which yeah, could yeah. be quite upsetting for a kid to see. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's insane. There's there's bloody like sneezy on the on the the list of characters that have been right, bootlegged. Disney princesses looking back. Obviously, they didn't have any of the main obs. Uh, typical disney characters you have your mickey your Minnie, your goofy your donald stuff like that yeah. um but uh and you didn't have the disney princesses from what i remember i don't think mm. except yeah, for them they, showing they didn't up want to mess with the form. major characters yeah unless they sh- and other than the ones that showed them bootleg form there was um uh beauty and the big dog man or something i think they had and obviously uh, yeah. the little little fish lady <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> the little fish woman yeah <laughs> so uh yeah yeah it's um it's a really really ridiculously funny film i thought but um it's it's roger rabbit it's just a story that happens within the world of the cartoons and then they can continue on their paths regardless and it yeah. doesn't mess around with any any particular character um whereas uh, this yeah. kind of does mess around with a little bit of you know lore and stuff doesn't it yeah i get you completely. yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. uh and obviously i think the animation style will just continue to uh uh to, to work because after we watch this it's, here's a little story for you story time with soap um we watched this and then we watched roger rabbit with my son and yep. my son was like you do realize dad that it's not real i was like what do you mean <laughs> like that and you know, he, he's seven he's coming to this realization now and i'm like and i'm like what do you mean it's not real but you can see the cartoons on the screen he's like dad dad listen right what they do is they film it there's no one there and then they draw the cartoons on after i was like wow i didn't know this mate i didn't know this and as we started watching it that scene which i started questioning whether i should have actually put this on when uh jessica rabbit comes out and gets very flirtatious with the entire crowd um she's doing these things like she's pulling guys like you know human characters like their ties and opening up their jackets and picking up their hat and putting it on their face and I'm like, but how are they animating that, Toby? And he's like, uh, it might be real. Like that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I've caught him, even if only for like another year or two. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've kept that, that, you know, that magic alive. And then he looked at me and goes, so is Peter Pan actually really old then? And I'm like, oh, no. So, yeah, that film, that film's different. <laughs> um, but yeah, there you go. <clears throat> uh, it's exciting. It's, I, 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 I liked it. I liked it. I think uh, I've like, it as much as like I, I, it didn't quite land for me. I think it's still worth a watch just to see just the spectacle of it. Like to 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 go proper in the Disney toy box and just go. Oh, we'll have that. We'll put that in there. We'll put that in there. We'll put that in there. Um, that is quite just you know stunning to watch. Like just and, the and sheer so Disney. Yeah, so, just just loads of Disney, but also loads of other stuff as well, like Rick and Morty and stuff. Just yeah, it's just like oh yeah, sheer. Uh, amount of licenses and franchises that get just you know a second on screen and it's like oh did i just see that <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah the, the, the ren and the ren and stimpy reference in that very same scene yeah. as the rick and morty one that yeah. blew my mind you know yeah. that's just and and see, of course, i don't Rand, think Rand there's any kind of licensing Park, yeah. there i don't believe there's any licensing happening no, again, there because yeah. you can get away with that under parody because we, it's char- it's different characters drawn in the style of other characters. So I would say yeah. that was under parody law. Yeah, but even uh, that set, and I think that's where they were able to get away with a lot of it. So I, yeah. I keep thinking yeah. to say whether you've not seen it, but if you haven't seen the film and you're listening to us, naughty, naughty, uh, yeah. the whole section at the end when they open up the crate and all of these cartoons come out, every yeah. single one of them isn't the original character because it's been morphed with another character. Yeah. So therefore... Yeah. They yeah, may they be able like, to get away with everything in yeah. that box. Like, like I say, I saw Obelix, but I think Obelix was like blue or green or something. Um, yeah. 
and mixed maybe with a dragon. Uh, and it's a bit like, so yeah, they, they probably don't need to, 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 to pay the, I think it's a French publishing house who owns yeah. that property. Mm. Um, you know, just little things like that. Um, yeah, that's like SpongeBob references in there. You got. Uh, Is there a SpongeBob? I didn't see that one. Yeah, so there's like a great picture on here. I've just put it in the Slopes Cast uh, yeah. Discord, which everyone should be a member of, by the way. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> just, just a picture for us to see. It's a hell of a picture. Uh, you got the Woody Woodpecker playing Jasper, the friendly ghost. Um, you got Abu mixed with Diddy Kong. Um, then you've got uh, Phineas and Ferb mixed with uh, one of the, the Go Go Dodos. Yeah, this is this yeah, is yeah, like a still frame. Yeah, from for when they come out of the um, the storage container at the end. Yeah, yeah. You got like a panther mixed with Samurai Jack. You got Fred Flintstone mixed with another character, Patrick Star. There, Gravity Falls kid. Um, yeah, insane. Is, yeah, just just and that's like a brief, just a second because there, there there was loads of characters rushing out of that storage container. Um, yeah, like that is just oh god, the references, man. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's what it is. The film's all about it, isn't it? All about those references. Yeah, I'm just taking forever to actually get that picture to show up on the screen. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely bonkers. But yeah, absolutely it's, it's gonna be. It's, it, I, I think, like, I think I do want to watch it again just because, like, it would be nice to see what I've missed. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. I definitely noticed things second time around. I, I definitely yeah. didn't see the I am eight bit thing. Mm-hmm. What I did like as well, um, unlike Space Jam. So Space Jam two spoilers, but the part where they're running around trying to collect, get the team together for Space Jam two. Um, yep. they, what they have to do, they have to go to all these different worlds uh, and, and, and pull out a character within those worlds. Mm. And except for pretty much Harry Potter, my son didn't know what any of those worlds were. Like, right. yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, so this is, uh, what were they? There was like, so this is Mad Max. You won't know what that is. <laughs> this is The <laughs> Matrix. You won't know what that is. Casablanca. Yeah. I'm not even sure I've even seen this film, mate. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, and they've put all these characters in there. And even Batman. I mean, it, it, it was cool for me to see the, 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 the version of Batman they used for that. You know, the classic 90s cartoon. The one I, yeah. I, I remember growing up, the animated series. Yeah, yeah. But um, that, that's such a relic of the past. Mm. You know, like it, it, it was, it was um, whereas this, you had uh, Doc McStuffins at one point. Any dad out there that's got a daughter knows who Doc, Doc McStuffins is. Yeah. It's a literally a, a a disney junior cartoon that's only five years old maybe a little bit older yeah. um this this young black nurse girl saves animals and stuff um uh you know but then on the other end of the scale you've got references to south park it's like uh so it's, it's got a bit more of a for everyone vibe i find uh this yeah, one yeah. and um oh what, what was that um who, who was the dj what was his name i can't remember the the, the old uh, when Roger Rabbit and then were dancing on the dance floor, the DJs from an old all and DJ Scat Cat, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. It's mental. Yeah, just mental. that's one of the first one you see as well. It's just like what? Yeah. Pull the doll right there. And then... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I could I could talk forever about all of the references, genuinely, because there's yeah. just so so many. It's what is clear is that um, it was a clear love for animation in general like yes. poking fun at it you know uncanny valley ugly sonic all of that yeah. they they were very clear that this was an animator's film uh yeah. first and foremost and i've got to give props for that absolutely yeah for there sure there we go so uh i mean overall i think it's a definite guaranteed you must watch it if you've got any 
any nostalgia for anything really from back in the day because it references so so much you absolutely yeah. must watch it uh it's far from a 10 out of 10 i'd put this closer to a seven i think that's probably a safe bet for any film that you don't know how to score but yeah i'd it say is. it's about a seven um uh oh, maybe i'll move it to an eight actually i do i did enjoy it and it's like a film that i am going to watch i've already watched twice and I'm, I'm already willing to watch it again but it's one of those films you want to watch it with people yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I've got a film for you. Check this out, and you want to watch it with them, just so you can go see yeah. that, see that, see that, because you want to be you're gonna be watching them more than the film itself to see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Did you see that? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if Roger Rabbit was a ten, this would be an eight for me. Uh, it it lacked that Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny uh, scene. You know, yeah. where you just yeah. see those two iconic characters coming together for the first and probably only time. Yeah, uh, on on cinema, and that that was something, you know. Even yeah. even though I was a kid, that was like, you well, know. yeah, yeah. Like my, my son understands the fact that when he goes to Disneyland, he's not going to see Bugs Bunny, but he's really into the the, the, the Space Jam yeah, yeah. character as he puts it. And he was like, "What? Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse are in the same film?" Yeah, you know, he was yeah, blown yeah. away by that scene. Yeah, it, it still has that down. special something, doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, like Donald I, Duck I, and Daffy Duck fighting on the that, piano. That that scene is incredible. Like if like so well guys. Choreographed. On Disney Plus, uh, if you ever get a chance, go on to uh, the Roger Rabbit ex- uh, like extended features where they talk about how what it actually took to put that scene together with mm-hmm. Daffy and Donald, and it'll blow your mind all of the physical like horseplay they had to do to be <laughs> able to get that that scene to like, actually function. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah definitely yeah. watch it. It is it's a very clever film. I'll be talking about Roger Rabbit now, but like it's a very clever film, like how much is moving around, like to the point yeah. where you know when Roger Rabbit's in the sink and they and, he, and the, the weasel splashes the water at the right time and all this other stuff. It's just yeah, like yeah. so so clever and and constantly having that handcuff on who is it? It's Bob Hoskins, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, good. And yeah, it's, it's always moving around in the model. Places. Yeah, it's always around the right place wherever Roger Rabbit is. Uh, it, yeah, fucking clever stuff. Mm. Fucking clever stuff. Ah, uh, really good. But anyway, guys, I think we've probably reached the end here. I- I've given it a rough. I've given it an eight out of ten. I think it's an eight out of ten movie. Well, what's what's your score, Lewis? Just to cap all of this off. Um, so I used Letterbox and I gave it two out of five. Um, so I was a little bit more harsh than you guys, unfortunately. But uh, all right, I'd I'd say that was you know down down the down the middle. You know, using the full scale. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening in. Um, it was a uh, good one tonight thank you for coming along sega driven thank no absolutely thank you very much for inviting us on it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up it's been a long long time my friend mm. absolutely i'm just getting a uh, uh, your website here chuck that in the chat go and check out sega driven if you go there oh there you go there's links to the facebook to the twitter to all of the things thank you very you much there, and you can go follow them all go do that thing. go do it now definitely go do that hard. thing thank you very absolutely much, very, very so yeah Thank you all so much, people, for hanging out. We will be back next week, as per usual. Um, probably not chatting about a movie for like half an hour <laughs> again, <laughs> unless Roger Rabbit 2 comes out. You never know. But, um, yeah, that ain't ever going to happen. Much love, everyone. We're going to sign out now. Yeah. Take care. Catch you later, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slope's Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us, then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time.